Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine Podcast Radio. You're about to listen to an episode of Tech Done Different Podcast with Ted Harrington. Do you follow the pack or challenge the status quo? Join Ted as he explores how to succeed by going against conventional wisdom. You'll hear leaders in technology and security tell stories about how they achieve their success by doing things differently. Knowledge is power. Now, more than ever. Welcome, everybody, to a very special episode of Tech Done Different. I am your friend Ted Harrington here, and with me today is our special guest, Ben Schmerler, the Senior Solutions Consultant here at Independent Security Evaluators. And Ben, we're about to announce, is going to join me as a host moving forward on Tech Done Different. Ben, I am psyched to have you on the episode and to do this with you. Yeah, Ted, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to get started with the podcast and share my thoughts and insights and talk to some amazing people. Awesome, man. Well, I figure what we do today for our audience is sort of give them an opportunity to get to know you a little bit. And then as we go forward, maybe they won't wonder who this Ben guy is that has <laughs> just showed up out of the blue. Yeah, who's the Ben guy with the weird name? Yeah, I, I did have to practice saying your name a few times. <laughs> it's easy once you practice it, actually. But Yeah, it's totally easy, but it's, it's my life story. So <laughs> yeah, you did not seem surprised when I was like, so can you? You're like, yes, I will. I'll tell you how to do this. <laughs> All right. So Ben, I'm really grateful that I get to work with you in our professional context. I'm grateful I get to work with you on this show. Maybe you could help our audience just quickly understand your background and kind of how you got here. You know, you certainly, you have this really interesting combination of skills that I want to dig into about how you can understand how to talk to people. You understand the technical sides as well, but maybe you can just talk about your career journey. How did, how did you get to this point? Sure. I mean, part of it just starts with education. I know I'm very fortunate and privileged to, to have gone to a great school, Towson University, and I studied uh, information systems and business administration, which you know, the program at Towson was very much sort of straddling the, the line between technology and, and business. So that sort of started it off. I spent a lot of time in my 20s working in the IT services space and with managed service providers. And at the time, I spent a lot of time with clients on issues of implementing systems of a very sensitive nature, a lot of healthcare related stuff, billing systems, medical record systems, et cetera, with serious security compliance and in compliance requirements. And what I learned over time, it didn't, it wasn't an overnight thing, was that a lot of the people in the decision-making space, managers, CEOs, CFOs, CISOs, doesn't really matter, don't really have all of the answers, just like I don't have all of the answers. And it's really important to, you know, more than being a technology expert is to be a really excellent communicator and learn how to empathize with people and ask the right questions, figure out why they're doing things. The technology sort of solves itself once you get to the heart of what people are are, are looking for. And I, I want to say, I'm still working on it. It's always a work in progress. But over my career, that's been my focus is to try and become a better listener, a better communicator with clients and, and sort of bring my expertise to the table where I learned that. Well, that is exactly what makes an excellent podcast host. So we're off to a good start. <laughs> so let's talk about that because that's you made that sound very easy. That is, in fact, extraordinarily difficult. So how does one, in your experience anyway, I know you're not like necessarily some you know, leading institutional expert on listening, but in your experience, how does one become a better listener? 
It depends on who you're talking to. Some people are very easy to get what you need to hear out of them. They're very interested in talking. You know, most people are generally interested in talking about themselves. And so it's really important just to be able to come to the table with a lot of questions. You know, why are we even here in the first place? What are your goals? What do you care about as a human being? Uh, what do you care about in life? What stresses you out? You know, uh, you can already hear that much of these questions have a lot less to do with numbers on a paper or, or bits and bytes. It's more about how people feel. And usually when you start getting to what people actually care about inside, they'll just tell you what, <laughs> what they want to accomplish. It's really important to develop trust. And I'm, I'm really fortunate to work with a number of individuals over my career who sort of allowed me to start sort of as this basic guy who sort of knew a little bit about technology and sort of become a much more trusted advisor and really try and be a friend to people who have these challenges. And when you operate that way, it's really not that hard to get get what you want out of them, but you have to develop that trust first. Yeah. I witnessed something very interesting when we were all at DEF CON a few weeks ago, and a lot of people really stress out about that sort of networking aspect, right? And it's like, well, how do I you know, talk to the person and get wherever I want to hopefully go in the conversation? And you were so serene and just calm about it because you knew what to do, which was just be interested in that person and ask about them. And, you know, eventually they'll ask about you, but that's not the priority. Where did you learn that? That's the, that was a really cool thing that I saw. It was exactly what I think is the way that anyone should approach a conversation. But how did you learn that? Part of his experience. At the start of my career, I, I think I felt like, and I guess it's just like a immaturity thing, if you want to put it that way. You know, I had a lot to help my clients with. There's a lot I could do, almost so much, so much knowledge I have. There's so much I can tell and teach and, and do. And then I found that when I would go to people and talk to them about how great I was or how great my company was, I, you know, sometimes you were successful. Sometimes people would operate that way, but a lot of people were just checked out. They had something else that they had in mind. There's a few aspects to this. One aspect is, I operate the best when I'm relaxed and, and feeling good about things and not too stressed out and tight. And I had to learn how to foster that in myself. But a, another part of it was sort of stepping back and, and saying, people have to be calm around me. I have to present a personality where people feel comfortable sharing with me, almost like a therapist, if that makes sense, where people are, are coming to you to try and share what might be sensitive information and, and they have to feel good about that. And, and then there's also the perspective. I mean, uh, you know, I had to have talked to thousands and thousands of people over the course of my career. It's probably not going to shock you, Ted, that not every conversation went perfectly. I am shocked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wasn't like uh, I nailed it every time. So, you know, to having the perspective to say, you know what, the stakes aren't that high here. Just have the chat. If you stumble, if you say something wrong, if, if they don't like what you have to say, it's going to be okay. Just focus on them and it'll probably turn out all right. Mm hmm. Yeah, and what you certainly are doing every day is asking people to talk about scary stuff, right? Like, well, tell me about a system, tell me how it works, tell me what you're concerned about, like, let's explore where it might be vulnerable, things like that. And as a security consultant, the goal is to help people get better, but to help them get better, we have to find where the problems are. So what do you think are those keys to getting people to feel comfortable? I mean, you've already talked about some of the ideas, right? Which is be interested and ask some questions and stuff, but is it that simple? Like, does, does someone feel comfortable as soon as someone starts asking them questions or is there something else we need to be doing? Uh, you know, I, I just try to be natural. I try to keep things very low pressure. It's important to ask permission. So like, you know, I guess it's another question, but 
hey, this is what we're going to do on this call, or this is what we're going to talk about here. Is it okay if I ask you what you do for a living? Hey, my name's Ben. You know, show some vulnerability. My name's Ben. This must be very scary or whatever. Try and do whatever you can to show that you understand where this other person is coming from emotionally. They still might not respond to it. I mean, they might still be closed off. I mean, these things don't work every time. It's not, and this isn't like a mind game or something. It's just me trying to, to relate to people. I try just not to overcomplicate it. I really think that's where the experience part comes in. It's best to take an approach when you're going to have a conversation to just dive right in and be confident in your abilities, be confident in the things you know about, but don't go in with some kind of bias that somehow you're going to be amazing or you're just going to solve every problem right there. And then it's it's unrealistic and, and nobody buys it either. I mean, when people try and oversell themselves as something that they're not, people catch on to that. Yeah, it's, it's interesting as I, as I think about you have many skills, but these two strengths we sort of keyed in on in our conversation right now are this ability to relate to people, which is a big reason why I wanted you to come join me as a host on this show, because you know how to do that. But then also the ability to understand the technical details of what someone might be talking about. And that's that's pretty rare, right? And usually people are one or the other. They're they're good with people or they're good with systems. And it's it's kind of uncommon that people are good at both. So we've just talked quite a bit about how a person can be better at relating to people. So let's maybe look at it the other way now. How does one develop the ability to understand the tech? So like we're now speaking to people who are good at interpersonal skills, interpersonal communication, but maybe they don't yet understand how to speak about tech as well as natively. How did you do that? What's the advice of someone who wants to get better at that? You know, I usually try and break things down into simple parts, use analogies, relate to things that people already understand. One of the fortunate things about technology and security in general is that you usually you can analogize something to things that people already get. Cars, the mail, dealing with traffic on the highway, somebody stealing something from somewhere else. You know, if you want to talk about things like packet interception or something like that, you can even things like encryption, you know, difficult concepts that most people don't really understand what encryption is. But if I just said, hey, I'm going to create a language that only you and I know, all of a sudden we've created a way to understand encryption in a simple way. I try and focus there. And then I also try and keep it uh, away from the extraneous. So a lot of technical people have really important messages to give. And instead of distilling it to why it's important or the big points, they want to get into every last detail. Well, unfortunately, the reality is, is that aside from engineers, most people don't need to know the fine details of things, including the technology experts. That's, you know, for me, what I always say is I write things down so I don't have to remember all these details. I I try to approach it that way. Keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate things. Make sure you ask questions as you go along the way too. You know, you're about to explain a concept to somebody you know, maybe a minute or two in, does this concept make sense to you? Does, does this relate to what you're experiencing? And, and hopefully go from there. It, it doesn't always work. Uh, again, you may not even be speaking to the right people. I mean, that's another thing you'll find out. Once you start learning how to talk tech with people, you'll find out when you're talking to the wrong people, people who don't necessarily need to be having that specific kind of conversation. So you've just described how we can convey technical topics to someone else in a way that are understandable and relatable. And that's really powerful. What about the opposite of that, right? Where we, you know, you're talking to somebody and they're like, we're working on this new thing and they just word vomit a whole bunch of technical jargon. How does one who's on the receiving end of that, I think everyone listening to the show has been in that situation at some point where they're like, what is this person talking about? But they seem so confident that like everyone knows what this acronym and this jargon means and how these pieces fit together. 
how should we deal with that? How do we have that conversation where there's maybe a little bit of a disparity on the depth of expertise on a particular technical topic? And how do we like normalize it so that we can get that technical person to our level and bring ourselves to their level? You know, it's important to establish expectations first up front. You know, if, if I'm sitting on the line, I, I'm not a developer. You know, I've done some coding stuff in the past, but I, you know, I'm not, that's not what I do day to day now. And it's really important for when I'm having these conversations first to say, look, this is what we're having the conversation about. This is what we're going to be talking about in the first place. If we get start getting into these details that we're just never going to relate to, then we're just being counterproductive. The other thing is it's got to be okay to be vulnerable once in a while and ask the right questions. You know, I understand that what you just said means this, but uh, what was that other part you mentioned? I'm afraid I don't understand. I'm not familiar with that. I think a lot of times people are afraid to show that kind of vulnerability. They feel like they have to, you know, maybe pretend or put on a face to, to know everything at once. Usually when uh, I get the, the word vomit guy who comes to me and they, they spill a million things, I usually let them talk for a while and I just let them lay everything out. And I write a lot of notes and I try and put little question marks by the things that maybe I've never heard of before or don't understand. Sometimes they're industry specific things. They'll bring up an acronym that I wouldn't understand in the first place because it has to do with the industry they're in and not the technology I, I work on. I let them say everything that they want to say and they and I'll just say, hey, listen, I have a few questions for you. Can you help me out here? I also not afraid to say, you know, sometimes, hey, you know, this specific thing, we need to get into more detail on this, but I'm afraid I'm not the person with the expertise. Let me bring my colleague in or this partner in, somebody who I really feel is a suitable person to answer that question or, or get a better point across. Because the truth is, is that one way you, anybody, doesn't matter what business or what you do, can provide value is not necessarily having the answers to all the questions or knowing everything, but knowing how to deliver that solution to somebody, you know, getting the right parties involved, the right people involved, so that ultimately you're you're solving the goal of the, you know, we're, we're, why we're even talking in the first place. Got it. That's fascinating. Yeah. So it's, you're describing being uncomfortable with not knowing at a certain extent and being comfortable asking questions. And it's, it's really fascinating here you describe it because when we simplify it like that, that sounds so straightforward and obvious, like, oh, you don't know something, ask a question. But all too often, right, we find ourselves in those situations where we're like, well, I'm, I guess I'm supposed to know that. So I'm not gonna say something because I might embarrass myself. I think that moment probably has happened to every single person listening to this or almost every person. How do we differentiate between the things where we're like, that sounds like something I should know versus that sounds like something that I shouldn't necessarily need to know. It's going to be hard to know everything, first of all. So even if it's in an industry or a type of subject that you quote unquote should know, maybe if you're having a good discussion with somebody for the first time, it's okay to point out the parts where you've shown clear competency and understanding versus maybe that sliver that you don't. And then it's not necessarily showing that you're not getting it but that there's this particular detail that you need to get uh, honed in on a little bit more. As far as other approaches, you know, I try to make it a point myself to learn up on things that even aren't necessarily my day to day. So, you know, again, I'm not a pen tester myself. I'm not the one doing coding all the time and things like that, but I take the time to read some of the reports to go in and read the news or find out what my analysts are working on or the, what the PMs are doing or, and such. Because the truth is, is that it'll give you a sort of a broader level of understanding and more knowledge that when these things come around, you at least have some kind of cursory knowledge. It's kind of a lost cause to try and be an expert at everything. <laughs> it's more like, how can I be knowledgeable enough about enough things and then wise enough to know when I need to do research and how to get that 
information without actually telling somebody something completely wrong and putting them in the wrong direction. Cause that's the worst thing you could do. Yeah. You know what I'm realizing as I was hearing you describe that answer is that our fear that asking a question where we might look stupid that will somehow like end our career. It, the fear is irrational, right? We have this, like, if I ask the wrong question, I will never be believable again to this person ever. And uh, it reminds me of this, this moment I had at a DEF CON a few years ago. We were throwing this really big party. I was talking to these couple guys at the party. And one of them started talking about, I forget what, it was some famous story that was in the news at the time. And I can't remember which story it was, but he starts talking about how, you know, so-and-so doxed so-and-so. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he said it again. And, and what had happened was, I had just never heard the word said out loud. I mean, it obviously was familiar with the concept. I read it, like you read it all the time. I mean, it's like, that's a, that's a word that like, if you don't know what docs, you know, what that means, like in security, you, do you know what you're doing? But what was really interesting that I can look back on that moment. So here's this, I asked this question that should legitimately question whether or not I know what the hell I'm talking about. And you know, it was just cause I didn't understand what the word was that he was saying. Like I just had never heard it out loud and only ever read it. And that should have been like, well, Ted no longer is in security. But instead the guy was like, oh, this is the definition of the word. And then I was like, oh, that's what you're, okay. I know what you're saying. I just didn't understand the pronunciation on it. And it was like nothing. It was no, it like blip on his radar, never, never even crossed his mind to like question my credibility or anything. And so maybe that's a story that people can take away from this. Like if you're unsure, ask the question anyway. And worst case, someone explains it to you and they're like, it's fine. This kind of gets back also to the thing you talked about at DEF CON. Everybody wants to be perfect. They're worried about every last bit or every last element. And uh, I'll assure all the people in the audience and everybody I ever work with that you're never going to get it right 100%. You're never going to be perfect 100%. I have a background in music. I did a lot of performing with my saxophone. I was in a marching, the Baltimore Ravens marching band for a while. I did jazz. I did all sorts of stuff. And if I got upset every time I got on the stage and my tone wasn't perfect, I missed my fingering or something like that, then I would have never ha been able to do some of the things I would do. Now, that's kind of, I think, a cheat code. You know, if you're going to go out there and you're going to talk to people or you're going to present something, it really doesn't matter if you're socializing essentially in some way and trying to present a message. The best way to get better is to do more of it and to get out there and try and get over your own discomfort or whatever it is. And the truth is, is you're still going to say, uh, you're still going to stumble your words like I did on this podcast. I don't know all the questions you're going to ask me on this podcast. And I probably didn't sound perfect every time, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, if I worried about that too much, how would I even sleep at night? Ben, how is it this moment on air is the first time I'm finding out that you play saxophone and did it for the Ravens. This is, seems like a significant detail. This is a high school thing. Yeah. It's a long story. Yeah. I did it for one season. It was quite an experience. I could tell all kinds of stories about it, some of which I probably can't tell on a podcast, but. <laughs> well, offline, you will be telling me all of those stories and you'll be bringing your saxophone around, I hope, at some point. Ugh, yeah, we'll <laughs> see. <laughs> so Ben, uh, as our time is wrapping up here pretty quickly, what are you most excited about in terms of hosting this podcast? When I'm talking to people and this happens you know, from the day to day and, and the job or meeting new people at functions, you know, I have a speaking thing I'm doing next week and, and it'll be another nice thing about it is you really get to see a diversity of people in background and where they're from and their experiences. It's an opportunity to learn. 
there's there's just so much to be discovered and I like asking questions. I kind of like solving puzzles. It's one of the things I enjoy. I do crosswords and I remember at DEF CON I was like looking at the badge puzzle like crazy and it's sort of like, you know, helping people with solutions or solving a puzzle or doing an interview. It's all kind of the same thing is that what's what's inside, what can we find and what's going to be so fascinating and what's going to sort of spark my curiosity. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Well, you definitely are going to get to ask lots of questions and talk to some smart people. So it's going to be fun. Well, I'm super excited to, to do this with you. We're going to co-host some episodes. I'll still host some episodes solo and, and then you'll be hosting some episodes solo as well. So it'll be nice and dynamic for the audience. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll put a poll later and see who people like more. And when they like you more, then I'll, I'll cry about it. It'll be great. <laughs> well, Ben, thanks for uh, spending some time together so everyone could get to know you. We definitely learned a lot today about how to relate to people and to understand how to speak technical. Anything you want to leave our audience with before we go? Just be yourself. Be natural. Don't be afraid to show your personality. Don't try and put on a, a fancy voice or try and sound more than what you are. Just be yourself and take an interest in people and things will usually turn out good. Well, it looks like you have just named this episode. Be natural, be yourself. So uh, I like that. Uh, <laughs> yep. Ben, thanks for spending some time with us today. Thanks, Ted. For everyone else, if you want to learn more about what Ben is up to or about the podcast itself, just go to tedharrington.com backslash podcast and we'll catch you next time. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tech Done Different Podcast with Ted Harrington. If you learned something new and this conversation made you think, then share ITSPmagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.